Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So, in case you ain't know So, and welcome back to another episode of Sports with So So. Remember to make sure that you guys are subscribing to the show on all streaming platforms and following us as well on social media so you guys can stay up to date with whatever we got going on. This week, we got another dope episode. We see the struggles of the Heat and what that means for them. We break down some of Chelsea's big games coming up in the EPL. And we also break down the big game. And we make some interesting prop bets too. Let's go. Yo, Jay. What's good, bro? Not much, bro. As I kick off episode 20 with Sports with So-So, I just got to say, man, am I disappointed in the heat, dog. Hey, shit, you're telling me. Let me ask you a serious question. Let's let's start the show off with this. Go ahead. Are the Heat making the playoffs this year? Yes. I say yes because traditionally the East has always been a little bit easier to get into, right, into, as far as the playoffs are concerned. And granted, we've had a terrible Terrible, terrible homestand. We went one and three when you and I spoke. Right. Uh, we spoke about us needing to win at least four games off of this homestand. Yeah, we, we barely spoke about the Heat on our last episode just because I, I was they're down losing. in the dumps. I mean, they're losing. I'm, I'm not excited. I'm not happy about it. But I know we want to, you know, we definitely want to take some time this episode and, and really kind of drill down uh, on some of our woes and what's been going on. So it, it's tough because you can start at so many different points, right? And point to one thing and say, this is where it all starts to go wrong with the Heat. Um, we can start with the injuries, right? Number one. And, and and missing players. Yeah, we haven't had a full team. We haven't had a complete, full, healthy team. Bam is the only player on the Heat roster that's played all 20 games. Yeah. Well, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Duncan and Robinson. Duncan, and Duncan, Duncan too. Robin- and Duncan, Bam, too. Bam's played 18, actually. I just saw that. Bam's played 18, so almost all 20 games. Almost all 20 But games. with that 18 games, he's the most productive and efficient player Absolutely. for the Heat this season. He's averaging right now. 20 points per game. 20 points per game. 9.3 rebounds. Dude, so that's almost a double-double double right double now every for, night, for, for the season. What more do you want? Exactly. That's He's doing what we need him to do. Jimmy, in the short games that he's been playing, He's doing what he needs to do. He just had a big game the other day against that loss against um, the Hornets. Yep. And, um, you know, we need him back now. He's healthy again. Hopefully he can help us turn things around. But With Jimmy, we know that offensively he's going to score, right? Right. He's going to score because he gets to the free throw line a lot, and that obviously helps with keeping your averages up. He's averaging 18 in the games that he's played. Hero's right behind him with 17, and he's missed some games as well. So it's – we can point to the inconsistencies in the lineups, right? Because yeah. then we're forcing players that normally we wouldn't rely on at all to actually go in there, play some major minutes. And I mean major minutes in the terms of 10 to 12 minutes because that's a lot for us, a nobody like a Max Strauss to be playing yeah. 15 games, 15 minutes a game. That's That just shows you how bad we are when it comes to having that manpower or enough manpower. But that's where it starts for me because we don't have the full complement of the team. That Charlotte Hornet game was the first time, and I said it on the inst- on the Instagram, that was the first game that we had everybody available. And we still lost. And we still lost. I mean, granted, we haven't had everybody to get to play together, but Correct. we should have. We should have had a chance. I mean, no, we should have won that game. Not much better than us. We should have won that game. There's no A, there's no reason to go into overtime because we were leading – with about three minutes, two minutes to play in the fourth quarter, right? And I'm gonna and I'm gonna speak on that in a little bit because the fourth quarter is probably the second biggest problem that we have as a team. 
but we don't have enough. Yeah, to, we don't to, we don't have that X factor games. right now. We man. don't have it. And every you know again, I'm looking at you know who's putting up and who's producing for us. And like we just talked about Bam, you know he's excelling. We love everything that Bam is doing. That's our guy, right? Jimmy. You know, he's he, when he's healthy, we know what he's going to deliver. And now we got him back, so he's going to trend in the right direction. And hopefully our team can follow. Uh, then you got guys like Tyler Hero, 13 games played this season out of a possible 20. You know, and he's been efficient. He's been putting up points. We know what Hero's doing. We love the energy that he brings and, and the leadership that he brings to the table. And then Goran. Goran's doing what Goran does year in and year out. He's averaging 15 points right now. Uh, he's got five and a half assists, three rebounds per game. I mean, he's efficient. He's, he's what we need him to do. Can we do a little bit more? Sure. But we need our role players to do more to help these guys out, man. And that's not that's not happening right now. A hundred percent. And that's the inconsistency that that happens when you miss have players missing a lot of games and you can't get them to play four, five, six games in a row. You know what I mean? Because of COVID, because of an injury, because of whatever. And that's why the Heat have struggled mightily in these first 20 games. We're seven and 13. I can't remember the last time I saw a talented Heat team We've lost the last be this six, bad. Lost six of our last seven games, man. Not losing, you know, because losing happens to any franchise at any given time. Right. But a talented team like this one, right, that has those pieces around it, and we still lose games. It's really disheartening as a fan because I know that we should ex- we are expecting better and, and they should be playing better. But when you when you break it down some more, and this is going into the the second point that I was going to make with our fourth quarter woes, you can see why we have those issues in the fourth quarter, right? Because that's game time, right? Yeah, People we don't have tired. those players that are going to step it up and be clutch, like a Jay Crowder that you know, he, even though he had problems when he was shooting the three. When we needed him to make a three to turn things around, boom, he was going to make that. And now we don't have somebody like that. Correct. And a lot of that has to do because, like we said earlier, players aren't playing. And the guys that are playing in the fourth quarter, they don't have that level of gameplay to to be as uh, efficient in the fourth quarter. And that shows it up in the stats. Right now, we're 26th in offense in the entire NBA. Terrible. 19th in defense. 11th in field goal percentage. So when we're shooting well, we shoot really well, right? Because there's all those games where we shoot really bad, and, and that's why we're leveling out. But if you look at our, our our strongest offensive threat, you would say it's what? The three ball, right? When we shoot the three? I mean, I don't even know, to be honest with you. But go go on. I mean, we, I'll we get do into have that three in a point shooters, we do, right? We do. We but do have Duncan one of Robinson, the best. who is one of the best in the league right now has not been producing. And I'll get into that in a moment, but go ahead. We come up 24th in three-point percentage as a team in the NBA. And that <laughs> Perfect. right there. That's going to add to my point. Kills me because it's like, damn, we got some real shooters and we're still, you know, in the damn near dead last in the NBA when it comes to percentage. And we are last in rebounding. And that's where it hurts us in the fourth quarter because that's when everybody's tired. That's when the superstars come to play. That's yeah. when the guys who are hungry that's when come to play. Our opponents and get extra possessions. Extra possessions from the offensive rebounds, and we can never close that's, out a game. It's, it's terrible, bro. We sit there pulling our hair out. But going back to the three-point, I mean, what 24th in the league right now? Who's our main three-point shooter? Duncan. Duncan Robinson. All right, let's talk about some Duncan Robinson stats. How many points do you think he's averaging this season? Over or under 15 points? Under. Under. He's at 13.6 points per game right yeah. now. And I know you knew that stat, but it's it's just to prove a point. I mean, it, that's our guy. That's our three-point shooter. This guy makes five three-pointers in a game, and he has 15 points. Like, 
this, that's what, that's what we need from you. You know what I mean? I, I know it's you know sometimes it's a stretch to ask for that, but this is a guy we were comparing to Clay Thompson who's one of the best, if not the best, three-point shooter in the game as far as his release and, and how nice his shot is and how efficient he is. And Duncan Robinson can do it, but he's not doing it right now. And I don't know what what's going on there. I mean, what I do think, you think it's a combination of two things, right, with Duncan especially. Are we asking too much of him? I don't think it's that. I think it's now that you don't have the protection of Jimmy being there every game, you don't have the protection of Hero being there, Drogic being there. So you're a little Drawing bit more exposed, the, right? The coverage of the defense over towards you so to open it up Correct. a little bit more. Now you're not facing those second-tier, third-tier defensive matchups. You're facing the first-level matchup every single possession almost, right? Because they're going to double-team Bam. Bam's going to kick it out to the guy who can shoot the ball, which is Duncan. And guess what? Duncan's going to have somebody right in his face playing good D and forcing him to make something either a difficult shot or show me what you can do and put the ball on the floor. And that's not really Duncan's forte. Now, he's shown that he can do it at times, and right. he's learning to be a little bit aggressive with that, you know, putting the ball down and getting to the free throw line or trying to get to the hoop and get the layup or get the foul. It works in small spurts, but if you're asking that guy to do that for 30 minutes, he's not going to be able to do it. He's not a Jimmy, right? He doesn't have that build. He just doesn't. And that's why he struggles. And that's why the Heat struggle when it comes to shooting because now he's forcing more shots because he's facing better defense. And we don't have other options to say, yeah, I trust you to shoot up three. You know, now you look at a guy like Kendrick Nunn, right? He's had a couple of good games, and mostly it's because he shot the three ball well, right? And it's like, damn, if Kendrick Nunn can play this consistent and give us 18 points a game, 15 points a game, and hit some threes, that's going to alleviate the pressure on somebody like Duncan until a guy like Jimmy comes back. Now, we know that the Heat are playing the Wizards tonight. Um, that's a team that's really good right now. I mean, they're dead last in the East, but if you – They got talent. They got you know, they, they got have two Russell of the best players, two of, are, you know, one of the best backcourts in basketball if they can ever right. figure it out. Brad Beal's been on a tear. and But, they, they, I mean, they're dead last right now in the East. So, this should be – Two ideal games for us. There, there is no ideal game for us at the moment because I agree. I completely agree. Unfortunately, because it, it, we just can't depend on the Heat to be consistent. You know, uh, that night that we lost to the Hornets, Jimmy was so upset how the fourth quarter ended up working out. He didn't even give a post game interview because of how upset he was. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I don't blame him. I wouldn't either. But. That's how much he realizes, like, yo, we're losing to teams that we shouldn't be fucking losing to. And there's no good excuse for that, you know. And when we look back at the teams that we lost, right, we lose to Denver, get smacked, 109-82. We lose a close game to the Clippers where we were up. We should have won that game. 18 points on them in the third quarter going into the fourth quarter. And then the fourth quarter. You know, broke down, they give it up, yep. fourth quarter, complete give it up lose that game, come back, and then we have a close win against the against the Kings. We won by a point. I think it was like 105-104. 105-104. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Bam being so freaking amazing when it comes to defense and being able to jump that far to tip the ball on that last shot, yeah. right, They probably he probably would have made that shot with our luck, right, and we would have lost that game too. And yeah. then we lose that game to Charlotte in OT, 129-121. We should have had that game And we should have never even been in OT. So I can see the frustration that's building around the team, and something needs to spark these guys. I don't know if it's a trade. I don't know if it's, you know, a benching. I don't know if somebody losing. I, I don't well, know what it let is. Me, let me throw this Let me throw this out there. It's convenient that 
we happen to be playing the Washington Wizards, who have somebody that I have a lot of interest mm. in, and I think a lot of Heat fans have interest in, Absolutely. in Brad Beal. Yep. And, you know, he's somebody that's been producing and not getting enough out of it. So, like, do you think we have a chance of somebody kind of nudging him on the elbow and being like, hey, bro, why don't you come down to Miami and do what you're doing with us, and we'll be able to lock this shit down? For sure, right? That's always a possibility in the NBA, especially in today's NBA. Now, if if you look at his words, they're always the right words. Now, I want to be here and build a contender. I want to be in it and, and make Washington great. I want to make them a good team. I don't want to go anywhere. I understand that because everybody in that city is looking up to him and being like, yo, that's our guy. He drafted him. He stayed here. He didn't bitch out. He, You know, yeah, we might have criticized him because he was always hurt, whatever, whatever. But that's our guy. So I don't think he wants to ruffle any feathers in that way. When he comes out and says that, it's tough to be like, damn, somebody can do a good job and convince him and say, yeah, yo, come to my city, bro. Like, enough with the losing. You're in last place in the East with, with Russell Westbrook on your team. Like, what's your ceiling? You know what I mean? If they continue down that path where they're not even getting close to the playoffs or are one of those teams that are, like, in 10th place fighting to try to get to 8th place, then I can see him saying, yeah, I got to go somewhere else. But for now, I think he's committed to them. And I don't think he's gonna force something through. As much as I would love to see him in a Heat uniform, you that'd know be what I'm a great. That'd be a great move right there. I mean, that mean that would be a great spark to our season right now. We can get a player like him, I get throw you. him into our system right now, and, and turn things around for us. Yeah, like, but how really often? How often do superstar trades happen like that in the middle of the NBA season? Not that often. Not know? often, man. But so, how, but maybe it could be something where we get a center that we weren't expecting. And not necessarily a big-time name center, but just somebody who can provide help in something that we obviously lack in, yeah, which is more like of, rebounding. That's more of the Heat style is a smaller-scale trade like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's make somebody something that to improve the value. team yeah, but. and add value. Like, for instance, a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, he's older now, and maybe he can't do it, you know, at a high level for 35 minutes a game like he used to do it in Portland. But you can't tell me that that guy can't plug into any system and no, go out there and get you uh, eight rebounds a night, 10 rebounds a night. That guy's an all pro. He knows exactly what he's doing. So those are the trades that I that I feel like, again, not necessarily a big name like Marcus Aldridge, LaMarcus Aldridge, but somebody of that caliber where they can address one of these glaring needs that we have, whether it's offensively or defensively in the rebounds. But we need help in that specifically because that's the only way that the Heat are going to have a chance to and, make the playoffs that, like we talked that about. That brings me back to it, man. Are we going to make the playoffs? Right now, man, I'm, I'm – It's tough. It's not looking – it's looking grim. It's not looking very good right now. Uh, I mean, you saw my Instagram post the other day. On, on I those. saw. That's why. That's why I brought it up. I, it's, it's just not – it's not looking great right now, you know. And obviously, we like when our teams win. You know, we like to talk about that. But we're going to be here for the good, bad, and the ugly. Absolutely. And it's, it's just – And we got a long know, season ahead. I'd rather it be good. Another 50 games ahead. We got a long way to go. It's a long season. And there's a lot to look forward to. And hopefully, you know, like I said, that he gave us something to cheer about. And more importantly, they gave us something to eat about because I need that Papa John's in my life. You had it once in the last seven One games. One time, man. <laughs> I need that pizza mañana. This man is hungry. Can pizza you mañana, get it together bro. for his diet's sake? Manito. Manito. Pizza mañana. 
pizza mañana. We need that. We need that. I wish, you know who I wish had pizza mañana? Who's that? Chelsea, bro. They fucking deserve it. If they had pizza mañana, well, I don't care if it's like pizza from UK, dog. I'd fucking (laughs) ship it over here. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it would be uh, It would be amazing. Fish and chips. Yeah, that's what you would get for after their win. Give me the London John Silver gives you fish and chips. Yeah, man. (laughs) You know, I I, got to show the man a little bit of love, right, Tuchel, because we we talked about the new head coach in the last episode. Nauseam, yeah. And how he needed to win games exactly. at, at this point. That's, and was... and he actually was able to win a game to zip. Um, unconventional to us Chelsea fans because he played some guys that we're not used to seeing a lot of. You know, hey, that Frank he, Lampard didn't play. He got the job done, dude. Got the job done, got the win, and the three points. And we needed the three points because not right with everybody else that's been winning in the league on Tuesday and Wednesday, like we had Manu win. Uh, they beat Southampton 9-zip, uh, Wolverhampton had a big win against Arsenal. Leicester City kept winning. Manchester City continues to win. They've won their last 13 games. Uh, Everton won. West Ham United continues to win. So everybody who's above Chelsea right now is putting pressure on us to really keep pace and stay in the race. Yeah, it's getting interesting. You know, <laughs> and, and it baffles me to see teams like Wolverhampton, West Ham, Everton, those type of teams ahead of us because I've always looked at them and be like, y'all can't mess with us, dog. You know what I mean? And I've always just made them and be like, get out of here. You guys suck. You don't even have a raw player. But it's obviously caught up to us. As of right now, but they're, it's very close. It's very, very close on, like, the difference. I, I think that maybe this, I mean, this was the spark that Chelsea needed. You know, we're just talking about the heat and what they needed. I think this maybe this new coach is the start of something new for them. Absolutely. And and that always happens when you get a new coach, right? Yeah. All the players are like, well, shit, now I get to prove myself all over to the guy in charge to be like, this is why I should be playing, you know, regardless of whatever sport it is. You always want to make a good impression impression, and really show out and say, yo, I'm the man for the job. And he and he's given opportunities to all the little, all of the players on the squad and even the fringe players, right? Because like I said, he brings back Rudiger to the lineup. He brings back uh, Azilia Puerta back to the lineup. He even brought back Mon- Marcus Alonso to the lineup. And those last two guys I mentioned, Azzy and Alonso, they end up scoring the two goals against Burnley. Alonso's with a really nice finish. He got the pass from Christian Pulisic, was able to play off his knee and kicked it in midair. Badass, right? Beautiful textbook. Beautiful, beautiful goal. And he instantly grabs the badge, which is always a sign of like, I love pride. this club. Pride. This is the pride that I have for this club, right. the things I do for this club, right? And it was interesting to see that because I didn't expect that reaction, especially after being frozen out and not playing pretty much the entire season after losing early on in, in the year. So we got a big game against Tyneham, and Marcos Alonso is a absolute Tyneham Spur killer, right? He's always done something and scores, loves to score against the Spurs. I have no doubt that he's going to continue to be in Tucho's lineup, just like Mason Mount. He got his spot back after coming off the bench in the draw against Wolverhampton and really showing in those 15, 20 minutes that he played why he should start and why the coach fucked up and didn't play him. So Tuca took notice of that, inserted Mount in the lineup, and he was arguably one of the best players of the day. So was Hudson Adoy. Uh, that kid, again, would get chances sparingly and not really play as much as you know, others wanted to see him and Chelsea fans wanted to see him. But now he's getting those opportunities on the tutorial, really looking good, really looking dangerous, creating a bunch of plays for the team. And it's just like, damn, you know, maybe Frank was getting some of the decisions wrong. And we see the spark in Tuchel to say, hey, these are the decisions that can steer us in the right path. The only concern that I have is 
Timo Werner. Right now, he continues to struggle. Um, he had a penalty blocked, which is almost like the easiest thing to like break the streak, right? You want a penalty to get the easiest shot in the game, and he couldn't convert it. And it's just it sucks to see a player of his caliber struggling like that to score goals because that's when it's really messing with your mind, you know. Hopefully, he has a big game against the Spurs or a big moment against the Spurs to kind of like wake him up. They're gonna be playing at the by the time we release this recording tomorrow. So, well, we're dropping it in the morning. Yeah. So if and you're listening be to this at 3 p.m., so if you're listening to this right when it comes out. Say a little prayer for today. Chelsea, yeah, you, you know, cheer him on. Light a little candle, you know, for your boy Sosa <laughs> and, and help us get this dub because we need it, you know. Nah, we they got it. a good chance. I think they got momentum now. They got a new coach. They, Like you said, they have some new uh, competition, competitive fires and, and juices that are flowing within them because new guys are getting a chance. So, I mean, that that might have to the strike the ego of the guys that are getting playtime. Like, what's going on? Why am I not all of a sudden getting some playtime? And then at the same time, those guys are like, oh, shit, now I get to show out like, to your point. So, a lot of good stuff for Chelsea, man. It's, Absolutely. Uh, it's a good time. And to it's, be, uh, a, it's a big matchup. You know, the Tyneham matchup is a London derby. Uh, Tyneham is in seventh place. We're tied actually on points. They just have one more goal than us. So it's it's obviously always a big matchup when we play the Spurs. And it's a fun game, always a fun matchup. But I feel like that's going to be the biggest game that prepares them for the real big game, which is the Champions League matchup against Atletico in a couple of weeks in February, which obviously will break down and whatnot. It's, it's a big game to get prepared for, right? To really say, where do we stand as a team? And and can we, are, are we capable of putting that winning streak together and, and really showing out? So hopefully we get the dub. I, I You know what? I'm predicting it right now. Two to one Chelsea. Let's go, man. Okay. I like that. I call I called it a draw last time and I yeah. got that wrong, obviously. Yeah, bro. Give so, me some love. Uh, I'm going to go one nil Chelsea. I'll take it. I like it. I'll absolutely take it. It's it's going to be interesting and hopefully it's a it's a good game, you know? I want to break down the biggest game that we got, though, because it's also going to be a good game. I'm not sure what game you're referring to. It's Thanks. a small little game. You know, you probably heard of it. They call it the Super Bowl. Or whoa, Super whoa. Bowl. We might get – we might we, – do you have uh, – Come get me, feds. A, a, what is it? Explicit or written – no, not explicit. Uh, just written consent from the NFL. Bro, come get <laughs> me. say that. I the know, big game. We got to say the big game on yes, this Sunday. The, the big game. Brought but to you, you by know the what? NFL. Guess what? I know an entertainment lawyer. You know the same guy, bro, so <laughs> – Come at me. No, nah, I'm kidding. Don't come at me. I don't got shit. Uh, but, yeah, the big Super game is coming Bowl up. Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday, man. Everybody loves it. I know that we've been looking forward to it for two weeks now, ever since the, the Bucks beat the – Who did they beat? The Packers? They beat the Packers. Oh, man, they let me down. I've been I've been betting against them this whole playoffs. Yeah. And, and, and I, I picked the Packers, which sucks for me, you know. Saying. And more importantly, the Chiefs. The more impressive team of the of all four of them, right? Being able to make it to back-to-back Super Bowls, not something that we see often in the NFL, and especially with a young quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. The kid's a baby, you know, and he's out there doing some of the greatest things that quarterbacks have done at his age. And it's just really impressive to see him being going up against a guy like Tom Brady. Yeah, we, we talked about it last episode. This is, you know, the OG. This is like the, the GOAT. You know, versus the baby goat, you know, the old face of the NFL versus the new face of the NFL, old versus young. And and it's awesome. I mean, this is the storylines here are amazing. I mean, on either side, you have Patrick Mahomes and and Andy Reid returning, you know, back to back Super Bowls. Uh, they got it done. They've, they've been on a tear. They've been on a run where, you know, they, they're just playing at a, a at another level where teams just really can't can't contain their offense. Pretty much is where, you know, 
they've been at for the last few years. And then on the other side, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who you know are hosting the Super Bowl, something we've never seen before. Let me ask you something about that. Do you think it's going to be a real home field advantage for the Bucs? Yeah, I do. I, I absolutely do think because there is going to be fans in the stands. And right. They're, they're going to be like, you know, I said in the last episode, they're going to be in their atmosphere, in their home atmosphere, in their locker room, in their sideline. You know what I mean? This is all right. going to feel like another game to them. And there was something interesting. I saw that, that after the N- the uh, NFC Championship game, there was a player. I, I can't remember what player it was off this post, but it, somebody was crying, basically, you know, uh, tears of joy from winning the NFC Championship. And Brady looked at him and said, what the fuck are you crying for? We're not done yet. You know, and, and I think that having Tom Brady is, is the biggest home field advantage for these guys because now they, they, they're used to Brady. Brady's their leader. They know exactly what, you know, he expects and, and what's expected of everybody on that team to, to, to perform. And having him as a leader out there is going to make sure that everybody's in check and performing at their highest level this Sunday. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I, I, I really feel – a certain way about who I'm going to pick for this game, and, and we'll break it down in a little bit. But let's just break down a little bit of the game, right? We know the basics, right? Uh, the Chiefs are favored by three points. Not yep. surprising because they're the higher offensive, you know, juggernaut than the Bucks are because of Mahomes and, and the weapons that he has around him. The over-under is, is pretty interesting because they have it at 56.5, which I thought was going to be a little bit higher for, for, for gambling aspects, which caught me by surprise because, again, both offenses can score. You know, we've seen them do it where they have five touchdowns a game, four touchdowns a game, and, and really put up 40-something points. And most most times in the Super Bowl, it's not that high of a shoot out game, but it really depends on the teams that make it there, right? Uh, this Super Bowl – Neither team is really defensively strong. They both have good defensive players on either side, but they're not what you would consider a defensive powerhouse. I, I disagree. I think in the last five games, the the Bucks have have proven that they are a defensive powerhouse, and they've shaped up to be that. They didn't start off that way at the right. beginning of the season, but Bruce Arians has molded you know this defense to 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 be elite, and they're making plays. Man, there's one guy that we got to look out for, and that's Devin White. Yeah, Devin White uh, for the Bucks is, is a killer, man. He's he's doing some some great things out there, and you know they got a bunch of great players too. They got Ndamukong Sue still on the line. Correct. They got Jason Pierre-Paul. I mean, they have they have a good defense, man. And on the other side, you can't you know disrespect the uh, the, the Chiefs because you got uh, guys like Ter- Tyron Matthew, you know, who actually is one of the favorites to win MVP for for you know um, the Chiefs because of the fact that he can he can definitely make impact plays. the game. Yeah, yeah he can plays. make a big play and pick Brady off and take him to the house and and change and swing the home momentum if the Chiefs were to be down or something like that. And the Chiefs have been down in yeah. games, right? Yeah. So we know it's a real possibility that a game-changing momentum play is going to happen, Yeah, right? Absolutely. And that's like the obvious uh, announcer thing. Well, whoever wins the turnover game is going to win the game, you know? And it's like, yeah, obvious, dude. But it's who's going to do it and who's more likely to do it, right? You mentioned two guys. You didn't mention two guys on the Bucks, which are the two safeties, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. and Jordan Whitehead, and they're pretty important. And I think it's going to be those two guys that make some type of impact on the defense because Winfield missed the last game for against the Packers, and they shut down Rodgers. So if he plays this game and is actually available, I just feel like that makes that Bucks defense even more dangerous, like you were saying. So they have, again, key players, key talents on either side of the ball. For me, and I understand why the Chiefs are a favor. For me, I really think it comes down to scoring. 
It's just going to come down to scoring because I really feel like both teams can put up points, and regardless of whatever the defense try to do, it's it's going to come down to scoring. I'll give you three reasons why the Chiefs are favored by three points. <laughs> I got a feeling Patrick that one Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and the other one is? Travis Kelsey. And the last guy? Tyreek Hill. Boom. There you go. The those trifecta. are the three reasons. Th- those, those guys right there have been so consistent and so Not just this year. For the last three, four years. Yeah. It's it's just been so much fun to watch. I mean, this is this is a fantastic Super Bowl, man. I'm really excited about this. You know, we get to see the Bucks back in it. They haven't been in it since Gruden was the coach back in the day, and they won it. With Brad Johnson, um, bro. And, you know, and then obviously Mahomes. Now this is the new dynasty. This is the new team that's taking over the NFL in the, in the Kansas City Chiefs, and they all have all the same pieces still around them. So um, I'm really excited, man. I'm really excited for this game. I'm excited too, and it's kind of crazy because this is the second – out of the 10 Super Bowls that Brady's going to have been participating in, this is the second time since 2002. That's right. Check your ages. 2002 that he's an underdog, which, again, he, he should be the underdog to this team. But it's just crazy how good Tom Brady has been or looked good going into the Super Bowl where it's like, yeah, you should definitely put your money on Brady. I love the fact, by the way, that you mentioned that this is his 10th Super Bowl. Yep. That's actually one of the prop bets that we got coming up later on in the show. It's, uh, it's what will be announced first in the broadcast. The fact that this is his 10th Super Bowl or that he's 43 years of age. Oof. So we'll, we'll get into the prop bets later. But I just I wanted good. to – you just said it. So For sure. I wanted to make it known. I have some interesting notes as well. Did you know the AFC has won five of the last six Super Bowls? Yeah, but the Patriots, Kansas City, because <laughs> Tom Brady was in right in the in a bunch of them. But what's crazy is that it, Kansas City is eight and ten against the spread this season, and they're the second team since that Baltimore Ravens team that made it. I think it was like 2012, something like that. Yeah, um, that had been so bad against the spread and still made it to the Super Bowl. You know, Tampa Bay, uh, Tom Brady, he's six and three in Super Bowls. This is Mahomes' second Super Bowl. Can he be one of those guys that does the back-to-back like Tom Brady, right? Because Tom Beasley did it, so he knows what it takes, right? I don't know if he's sharing that with Mahomes. Doubt right? it. I highly doubt that. I highly doubt it, too. But can Mahomes play to that level, or can Andy Reid put him in a position to play that well? That's that's the big that's the big thing for me, man. I think so, man. I think there's no doubt about it. I think I think it's going to come down like the game will literally be decided by a few plays that we can look back and we can be like, that right there was the reason this team won. Straight up. So, but uh, speaking of which, I mean, I don't know if it's too early if you had a couple other things for me, but I want I want to get into it, man. Let's get I into it. I want to know then. who you got. Let's get into it. Well, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a very entertaining game. I really, really think it matters on who's available defensively for those two safeties. Are those two safeties going to play for, for Tampa Bay? Because that can make the game, the game a lot closer than, than what it could be. I'm not ready to give my pick yet. Why don't you go first? Oh, I like the, the cliffhanger. I like it. That's going to be good. All right. Well, I'll, I'll be straight up, man. I've been, you know... I've been rooting against these guys, not rooting against them, but I've been counting them out. I've yeah. been, you know, they've been underdogs, and I've seen it that way, and I thought they were going to get schooled by other teams, you know, and like the Saints and like the Packers, and they came out, and their fearless leader was the one that took them to the promised land, and now he he's here, his 10th Super Bowl appearance, right? He's trying to go for his, what is it, seventh ring now? Seventh ring. With – Two hands, now, bro. now a different team. So Two hands. it's it's just such a crazy, you know, Cinderella, uh, like just 
Hollywood movie, you know, that is Tom Brady's life eating avocado toast and kissing his kids, just now like doing it for With the Tampa. perfect lighting and stuff. Uh, yeah, and, his and, perfect and, hair. And, and he's just, you know, I'm just riding the the Brady wave because I've been betting against him. So I have Tampa Bay beating the elite Kansas City Chiefs, even though it's, you know, my my brain is telling me to go with. Kansas City, my heart's telling me to go with the Bucks and Brady and bet, bet the house on Brady winning it. I got the the Bucks doing it 30 to 27. Interesting. And Interesting. I can see why you I would know. pick that. I know. Here's what I got, right? Antonio uh, Brown is going to play. Sammy Watkins is going to play. Le'Veon Bell is going to play. So I feel like Tampa Bay is going to open the offensive playbook and everything's going to be available, right? They're going to get out ahead on the Chiefs because – that's what the Chiefs do. They allow teams to go ahead of them, and they they don't mind playing from behind. In this game, I really do think that Patrick Mahomes is going to outduel Tom Brady. Old man Brady. Old man Brady. And Old I say that Brady. with the utmost respect for Tom Brady because of how great he is, but I say that more because Patrick Mahomes plays with such freedom, right, that he's not going to be bound by the pressure of, like, winning the back-to-back, facing Tom Brady, playing in Tampa Bay, all these things that people are going to hype up around him. I think he's such a cool cat and, like, level-minded that he's going to be able to ignore that and focus on the game and really ball out and and, and show out, like, this is why I'm so good. Yeah, he's going to solidify his place in football history. Straight up. Where you're leaning towards. He's going to be the guy. That's my brain's telling me, too. You know, he's going to be the kid that says, hey, you guys were right, I am the shit. So that's why I have, again, in the shootout. This is going to be a shootout, so everybody's going to enjoy the Super Bowl. Don't be wasting time trying to watch your commercials or barbecuing or nothing like that. Watch the game because it's going to be a shootout. Hey, man, some people like the commercials, okay? All right, bro. Um, I got the Chiefs winning. Big game, 41-34, covering the spread and going on the over. Because, again, I I just think Patrick Mahomes is going to – Put up points to really show out and say, yo, I'm going to put up six touchdowns in the Super Bowl like it's nothing. And that's the new bar that he's going to raise for everybody else who has a young quarterback, including the Dolphins and Tua. You know, we can talk a little bit about the Watson deal, but that's what we got. We got Patrick Mahomes setting the bar, winning a back-to-back Super Bowl, being a young stud and dealing with the pressure and, and telling old man Brady, see you next time. All right. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. I can't wait to to you know have my wings and watch my commercials and yes, sir. watch a little bit of the game and come back here and talk about it with you. Like Absolutely. I know something about it. And don't it. forget the alcoholic beverages. Yeah, but no before doubt. we go, we yeah. gotta get into prop bets. We promise. Let's you make some money. And just a little teaser. So I, I've I've done the research on the prop bets, and Stephen hasn't had you know any any clue or insight as to Yo, which son, ones we're gonna. Discuss. This is off the top of the dome. So this is B E T. In the basement <laughs> with, Tigger. with Tigger. If you know, you know. That's Let's it. go. All right, so we'll get some of the easy ones out of the way, right? All right. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm also using, uh, I'm going to shout them out, covers.com. They got a nice little spreadsheet here that uh, for free that has a bunch of the picks, uh, and they're on Twitter at, at covers. Uh, so national anthem, before the game even starts, the over-under is a minute 59 seconds. What do you think? All right, who's singing it? All right, well, this is interesting. So for the first time since uh, 2006, they got two people singing it. They got Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. Bro, I'm going over. <laughs> yeah? 
Oh, a minute for and 59, sure. you're going the, the two minutes or more? The instrumental alone right. is going to take 30 to 40 seconds. So there's no doubt that her part where she gets to extend those, you know, high-pitched tones and whatnot, over one minute and 50 nah, seconds. I'm, I'm going with the under on that one. All right. I'm definitely going with the under on that one. All right, so let's see. Uh, another cool one here, uh, obviously, we got to do is the coin toss. This is this is just Oof. first grade stuff here. Heads Dog, or this tails. Is, this 50, is Madden 99, like where you really want the ball That's first. That's what I'm saying, 50-50. What do you got? Tails never fails. Tails never fails. Yeah, shout out to my boy Gio. He loves that. I, I, I was actually having a conversation with him about this today, and I'm going heads. Nah, heads bro. Heads is my uh, – Tails never fails, my bro. my shit. All what right. else do we got? Let's see. Uh, another one here. Let's see. Uh, first offensive play. What do you think is going to be, a run or a pass? I'm going run. A run? Yeah, because I feel like Tampa Bay is going to get the ball first, right? Regardless of what, whoever wins the toss, I feel like Tampa Bay is going to get the ball first, and they're going to try to establish the run in order to give Tom Brady time to throw the ball later on. You yeah, know? I'm with you. I also think it's going to be a run. Usually yeah. that's how teams come out. They got to establish that run game. And that's unless it's Patrick with. Mahomes and he gets crazy sixty yard bomb, uh, it, could, it could happen. It could either way. It could happen for both teams, right? All right, uh, so run. here's another one I got for you. Which team is gonna score first? Oof, that's an easy one to be honest. You think so? I think it's Tampa Bay because I again, it's like Kansas City does it on purpose. They give the team that they're playing a head start almost every game. Like, hey, we'll spot you nine points. Oh, that's it? That's all you're going to score? We gave you opportunities. All right, now here comes the comeback. Boom, and it's on. So Tampa Bay is definitely going to score first because the Chiefs always give it up first. Uh, I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to score first because I have Tampa Bay winning the coin toss with heads. Got you. And then they're going to defer to the second half, so Kansas City is going to get it on their first drive, and they're going to score. Okay. All right, so moving on. Uh, another one that I got for you here. It's a, it's a little. I got a couple for the halftime show, actually. Uh, so halftime show. Do you think that he's gonna have more than one wardrobe change the weekend? Yes, and I think it's because of his face. <laughs> why is, is it messed face? up to say that, bro? No, why his face? Because man, everybody <laughs> knows his face is like changed up a little bit. If you don't I believe me, I think that was me, all like, a gimmick, man. I don't think that was real, bro. That's not a game. <laughs> so you did good. something Michael Jackson-ish to your face. And I think that he's going to want to perform, you know, to kind of, to the highest extent, to kind of like, you know, hide that talk or make people talk about something else, you know. And the easiest way to make people talk about something else is by what you're wearing. And he's going to probably have at least two outfits. At least two outfits. All right. So speaking of the weekend, though, uh, What's the first song he's going to play? Blinding Lights, Save Your Tears, Starboy, or just something else? Ooh, this is actually interesting. Yeah, Because right? now you're talking ah, about musical taste. Yeah, so what do you think they're going to start off the show with? I don't think he goes Blinding Lights off the rip. No, I, I think don't he think starts he with Starboy. That's kind of what I was feeling. Mm, it doesn't have a good enough instrumental for me, right? Yeah, but they can rock and roll it up for Super Bowl. They could. They could. What was the third option? Uh, Save Your Tears. I think he starts with Save Your Tears because nobody knows it. Okay. You know, you you, you, you usually start off with the hits. Then you got to ask yourself, which one is a bigger hit? Blinding Light or the the Starboy? I think Starboy is probably a bigger hit, right? But Blinding Light is the the new new. So he's probably going to save that that Blinding Light for a little bit later on in the show. So that's why I'm going with the, with the weird pick on that one. All right, all right. Here's I think this is when we got a hammer. I mean, this is an easy one. Will the weekend first be seen with sunglasses? Yes. 
I Again, think so bro, too. the face I think thing. So. It's I the think face, he, man. He's going to come out for sure and wearing sunglasses. Bro, it's the to, face. got to hammer that home. Bro, it's the <laughs> face. <laughs> All right, here's another halftime-related one. Who's going to win the Puppy Bowl, Team Fluff or Team Rough? Oof. What do you got, Rough or Fluff? Rough. You got Team Rough. It's a coin toss. I'm going with Team Fluff. Um, and I know it's spelled R-U-F-F, and Rough is Rough. If you know, you know. And I'm going with Rough. Uh, all right, rough, and then uh, let's see here. Who's going to have more passing yards, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady? Mahomes all day. You think Mahomes? I got Mahomes as well. I'm, you, I'm with you on Mahomes. Uh, who do you think is going to be the MVP of the game? Now, this is where I get crazy, crazy. I feel like Mahomes is going to ball out, and he's likely to win it. But I feel like there's going to be such a big performance by Tyreek Hill where he has something amazing, like 190 yards, right? Two touchdowns, three touchdowns. He would need like, to in order to win it. Cause you and it's like, damn, QBs. this guy just broke some crazy records that aren't going to be touched again. Or make a game-winning play at the end. Something That's like that. That's how you win the MVP. I think he's going to be the one to do it. I, I, I'm going Tyreek Hill. I'm going to go Tom Brady. I nice. got Brady winning you know, MVP. I think he's going to win the Super Bowl, so I'm going to ride that. Wave and say he wins the MVP. While you got to stick it. with your guns. Hey, if he's going to win it, they're going to give it to him. They're not going to give it to anybody else. Let's Absolutely. be real. So I got to ride with, you know, my guys. And then I get the last one for you. What color is the Gatorade going to be? Well, this this is a very personal topic for me because I'm a Gatorade guy. And I love all the flavors of Gatorade, even the new shit that they're dropping. It's amazing. But if you think about it, you got to go classic color. And the classic Gatorade mixture is the light blue glacier mixture. Ooh, that's, that's a, a that's, that's a, like that's a, a you know pick. that's the one that's just in every single gas station. That's you get your red, your pick. yellow, you know, and the orange. They're always there, but that weird color yeah, is always yeah. that light blue. So I feel like it's gonna All be right. the light blue. For some reason, I kind of feel like it's gonna be some sort of like purplish violet color. Oof, I know which one you're I talking know, about. You know which one I'm talking I about. Which I, one I you're have talking a feeling about. for some reason something told me that is going to be the color for it. I don't know why, but maybe right. maybe it's a hunch. All right. All right. All so that's it for prop bets. There's a whole lot more. Obviously, you know, you guys can check them out. But those are some of the ones that, you know, I found interesting and I wanted to see what you thought about. So sure. we'll see for how sure. we did next week. For sure, man. We'll check it out. And you know us. We're always going to keep you guys updated. Uh, you could always follow the show on Twitter and on Instagram, Sports with Soso. That's where we keep you up to date on the daily activities or whatever's happening. Like tonight, you'll be able to see the Instagram post from last night from the Heat game as we always update you on whether they win or not. So you know whether to order the pizza manana. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, don't forget we're on all streaming platforms. So don't be afraid. Tell a friend to tell a friend and tell another friend. And tell a friend. To just listen in iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere. And if you're on iTunes, make sure to subscribe, uh, rate, and review, please. And hit that follow button, guys, on all those social media platforms. Make sure to hit that follow button. And like we said, tell a friend and share. Joel, as Yo, always, my so, brother. So, always a pleasure. A pleasure is mine, dog. My guy. And we're going to get to you guys next week. As always, take care of yourselves. Peace. Peace.